Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm Mike Graham, joined as always by Brian Navarrete. And Brian, it's week one. This podcast is brought to you by the University Medical Center and is powered by AJ Media. Yeah, some exciting stuff coming up this week. Uh, we're actually starting a little bit earlier than we thought. You know, we're not going to get, we're not going to have to wait till Friday. We got a Thursday game coming up, and it's going to be pretty exciting. Monterey, Odessa. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, we've got Odessa coming in to visit Monterey. Odessa coming off a, a decent season and and playing a very good Monterey team who has a lot to prove. Uh, re, uh, bringing in a new quarterback, seven new starters on defense, but. A lot of carryover on the offensive side. And the coaches feel really good this being their fourth year, and we're going to see it all come together. And and, and you can you can see, say that about a lot of teams. A, a lot of teams are are seeing a couple of months of work come together this weekend. A lot of big games coming up. Yeah, and we say uh, Monterey is bringing in a new quarterback, but it's actually a quarterback that still got some varsity experience last year. He uh, alternated with Jaron Jones, and of course we're talking about Brian Lawson Young, uh, some other playmakers across the field, uh, Trey Manahan. Uh, kind of somebody to look at. And Odessa, you got to think that they're going to be a little bit more, uh, I would say, disciplined or bought into the system that Danny Servants brought over there because last year was his first year there, obviously. And the first year, you don't get it right on the first time, I, or at least I don't think so. It, it takes some time to get your program going. So uh, I, I think they're going to be better this year. So we'll see what Monterey can kind of put up. Yeah, you're definitely right. Kind of, kind of um... – Odessa's kind of in, in Monterey's shoes two years ago with, with a, a second-year coaching staff. Monterey is, is in its fourth year. And just, I mean, some really cool storylines. In, in Thursday's paper and online Thursday at LoneStarVarsity.com, you'll get to learn a little bit about the Broncos and, and what they've got going on. Uh, and, and Danny Servants was a really cool interview. Yeah, um, and of course, if you want to get updates from the game, uh, follow our own Mike Graham. And uh, we'll make sure that we get the coverage that we need for that game. We also have another game going on that day, which is Meadow at defending Class 1A state champs, Borden County. So, you know, we got two games going on Thursday. It'll be fun. And then, of course, a loaded Friday. And some of the interesting games at the big school level, friendship at El Paso Montwood. That could be interesting. A lot of travel for, for the Tigers in that one. You've got... Coronado at Plainview, Seminole at Lubbock High. That's that's going to be a really interesting game, I think. And then Amarillo High at Lubbock Cooper probably rounds out the, the top-tier games at the high level. But then in Class 3A, and we'll get into this a little bit in a, in a little while, Shallow Water at Idaloo. It's televised regionally on Fox Sports Southwest. What what comes with being on a, you know, just playing a TV game? I mean, what do you, what do you think you would feel as a player in that situation? I think the first two minutes of that game, it's nothing but excitement to think that you're being televised. But as soon as you start hitting people, all of a sudden there's blinders. Yeah, the TV's there, but at the end of the day, it's a football game and you want to win it. We've got Coach Brian Wood coming on in a few minutes, and he'll tell us a little bit more about getting prepped for a television game, which is going to be a first for him. Uh, other games at the 3A level, Level Land and Mule Shoe. I think Littlefield at Pampa is going to be a pretty interesting game. And uh, New Deal at Roosevelt could be interesting at the 2A level, 2A, 3A level. And Crosby 10 at Tohoka probably rounds out those, those type, top flight games for, for the region this week. Yeah, I like Crosby 10 at Tohoka. I just want to see uh, how Tohoka does this season against Crosby 10, who's going to be running this wing T offense. It's pretty potent. I, you know, aside from Tim Childers, there was other people running the ball and being able to move the chains. So it's going to be interesting to see how they both kind of do. Um, 
I don't know, Toka is one of the most teams that you got out to see, and uh, you you liked them. I really liked them. They they look like some good athletes out there. Uh, it, it, well conditioned. It, it, yeah, well conditioned and and pretty big for the two way level too. All all, all in all, uh, they're they are on the larger side of that size spectrum, and that's always a good thing to have. Um, athletes are extremely valuable at the two way level, and they appear to have some. But now that we've laid out this entire schedule, what are maybe your top three games that, that you have a keen interest in? Ooh, top three. I only get three, huh? <laughs> only three. Okay, first off, the big one for me is Coronado at Plainview. Um, we'll see how Coronado responds to having this breakout season last year. And also we'll get to see how Plainview kind of developed from last year with all that it graduated. But it did bring back its quarterback in Carson Hawk. So in this week one, my biggest thing is I want to see how teams respond to the last season. Uh, whether it be good or bad, you know, I want to see how that goes. I mean, you've got both of those in the in the Plainview Coronado game. Seminole at Lubbock High, another one where I think uh, I want to see a response from Seminole to last year. I was at that game with Monahans. There was something special about that team last year, and I want to see if that carries over into this year. Uh, whether or not, you know, it, it's the D1 talent leading them at that area, and also Lubbock High. You know, they have a good running back, and I want to see how they do this year. I, I feel like. There's a bit of a question mark as to how well they'll do this year, but uh, it seems in the offseason they got the weapons. Um, and let's see here. For a third, uh, for the culture, I'm going to go shallow water at Idaho. <laughs> uh, I want to see how shallow water is going to kind of run this year. Um, the defense looked good when I went out there. And, of course, Idaho, like, uh, we'll, we'll get more into it when Coach Wood comes on, but – uh, Idaho is definitely a run-based team, so we'll, we'll see what goes there. Uh, can I have a fourth? You can have a fourth. Okay, I'm going to go level land at Mule uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Two well-coached teams, I think, are going to kind of meet up that night. So those are my top four. If you want four, you can have four too. Yeah, I, th- I think you're exactly right on all counts. I'd probably substitute as my number three level land at Mule versus Seminole at Lubbock High, uh, and that's because – you had some good things to say about Leveland after checking them out in their scrimmage last week. Yeah, um, they have a really good running back. And, of course, uh, their quarterback, Chris Gerber, uh, he's a strong runner. He, he actually kept some plays alive very uh, impressively. Um, the offense didn't look like it was where it will be, I think, after this first game. But the defense was kind of impressive. Um, they were able to kind of halt – a Monaghan's team, which they're another team that's not going to pull any wool over your eyes. They're going to run the ball. They're going to take the long pass. But being able to rally to the ball and go up against a team that's traditionally good, I, I think bodes well for Leveland heading into it. Plus, I think it builds some momentum because now the kids know they can play. You know, I think you're right. And coming in, I think I think we both thought that there there'd be a significant drop off with Nick Gerber going just because that's that's probably a guy who will get division 1 looks after spending some time at Tyler Junior College and division 1 quarterbacks just don't grow on trees you know, even if you do have the little brother of a quarterback of that caliber but it might not be as big a drop off as we initially thought no uh, and i wrote this in my uh, story or you know the ra- the recap of the scrimmages didn't look like they're going to put up the gaudy numbers that they did last year. It's not going to be 50-plus points, I don't think, from seeing that scrimmage. It's going to be a lower-scoring team, but it's going to be an effective team at that point. You know, um, like we said, uh, 
they just have a good – I think the defense has improved from, from last year. Not saying that they had a bad defense, but last year, you know, they were outscoring people. I think this year it's going to be a little bit about slowing people down and making them play your game, making them play their game. Now, one game we intentionally held out, because I think this one's very special. It's post at Abernathy, and it's a, it's a rematch. These two teams met twice last year, and, and post beat the pants off of Abernathy in week one, and – Abernathy developed as a team and, and won by a field goal in the in the regional semifinal round of the two A Division One playoffs. Uh, if you're post, how do you approach this game after losing by a field goal in the postseason to these guys? I think post is going to do what they've tried to do every single game beforehand, and that's play defensively. Don't play to Abernathy's pace. Obviously, slow down the offense, make force the turnovers. And just be productive on offense if they've been in the past. They have Michael Ferguson, uh, an effective running back. So I, I think if I'm post, I'm coming in this one defensive heavy. Uh, you want to slow Abernathy down and not give them these huge plays. We're talking about in that uh, that playoff game, one pass and a field goal that made all the difference almost. So don't give up those big plays and just play some effective defense. And I think you're on the winning side of this one. On the flip side, uh, what do you kind of think Abernathy needs to win this one against Post, who's traditionally defensively good? Yeah, fr- frankly, I, I think I think you really hit it with, with what you were saying about tempo. I, I think it's important in any football game that you dictate the tempo of the game. And, and these two teams go about it in, in a little bit different ways. Abernathy's spread, and they're probably going to run the football with their quarterback, Bryson Daly, big and durable guy. Post, kind of kind of eye formation, and it, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, who's better built to dictate the pace of this game. Post runs the eye, and the eye comes with a certain set of tempos. The spread comes with a certain set of tempos. Really, I think it's going to come down to, as far as setting the tempo, how quickly daily plays, you know, and, and watching the play clock and making sure you're taking time and slowing the game down or speeding it up, depending on what you need. I, I think uh, a lot of that's going to fall on the shoulders of their sophomore quarterback, Bryson Daly. Yeah, and um, I guess from there, kind of moving on a little bit, uh, I think we have we have a few other interesting games, I think. Uh, New Deal versus Roosevelt. Um, we also have Clyde at Brownfield. Uh, these are all games, of course, where, we want to see, where we're going to see how they respond to last season. Uh, Brownfield, uh, Jalen Nolan coming back to the field. I feel like that one's going to be an interesting development. Um, let's see, we got Morton at Hill Center. Uh, Plains at Lubbock Christian. Uh, Lubbock Christian coming off a successful season. But, uh, no, I think if uh, anybody out there really wants some in-depth on these, we're going to be releasing some previews coming up along with some on-the-radar games. So uh, check us out moving forward at LubbockOnline.com. That's right. And also check out the process, which we which we hyped up a little bit last time. Estacado's going on the road to play Hereford, and the uh, the first episode of the process will come out Tuesday after week one and, and that'll be brought to you by the university medical center well we're here with shallow water coach brian wood and and coach wood thank you so much for for taking the time with us we know it's uh, a very busy week for you and i guess that's just the best place to start uh, i mean a, a, there are a lot of interesting things happening leading up to a, a televised game which is a pretty rare thing for for west texas schools yeah, it is. It's just uh, it create it's created a lot of excitement for sure, and and uh, not just with our kids and coaches staff, but the community just to know that uh, 
Shellwater and, and Idler are going to get some TV time, you know, for the for the first time in history, as far as the high school goes on this first week. I know you have some scrimmages under your belt now. The team does, and uh, where do you think y'all guys kind of found your strength early on? Well, I think with you know, anytime that you have a you have a new uh, program and you're putting in a new system that you're just looking for improvement daily and and certainly improvement from week to week or scrimmage to scrimmage. So I felt like uh, the amount of amount of improvement that we saw from that very first week scrimmage against Roosevelt to our to our second week scrimmage last week against Delhart was was significant. I think uh, the kids have done a good job picking up the schemes and understanding. Uh, actually what we're trying to do and, and the concepts that we're putting on. and uh, I think just effort is probably the thing that stood out the most. I think that our kids play really hard, and uh, any time that you can get a group to, to buy into playing hard, you've got a chance no matter what you're doing. Hey, Coach, how much, how, how much access does Fox Sports Southwest need to, to make a television game like this happen? What are, what are some of the, um, the extra time crunches that – that you get put in as you uh, get prepared to play a game on, on regional TV? Well, I think, you know, mainly at this point, it's just been a couple of phone interviews and, and paperwork and, uh, you know, just logistic stuff that you do via phone and email. Uh, as far as, a, you know, getting closer to the game, it'll be a little bit different as far as the routine goes. You know, they're going to show up and, and video the pepper alley and then uh, us, us leaving town and, uh, you know, then they'll be in the locker room pregame and they'll have TV timeouts during the game. There's just, it's not really going to be as much uh, time crunch per se as it's just going to be little things that are out of the, out of the norm. And so, you know, what, I, what we're hoping and, and what we're talking to our kids about is just that uh, certainly enjoy the fact that you, you're in the limelight, so to speak, but also don't forget uh, really the only thing that anybody's going to remember is how well you played and, and how that game ended up. Looking forward to that game, Coach. Uh, what do you kind of expect to see from Idaloo, and what do you think the team needs to do to uh, come out with the win on Friday night? Well, I think early in the season it's always the same. You know, there's there's really a couple of factors that we talk about a lot every year at the beginning, and it's uh, ball control, you know, not turning it over and make sure that you uh, take care of it and capitalize with it when you have it. And the next thing is, is – uh, the, what everybody refers to as the third phase of the game, it's the kicking game. We're going to have to make sure that uh, we don't let them flip the field on us and that you know we, we don't want to play on our end all night. We want to make sure that we're moving the ball and, and that we have the field position advantage. Uh, Idaloo is, is not a fancy football team by any means. They never have been. They're always just really good at the, at the things that they do. So uh, there's no secret what we've got to do to – to stop them, the, the secret is is if we'll be able to do it or not. So it's a they're a grounded out old school football team, and they play great defense. And anytime you play somebody that runs the ball effectively and they play good defense, they're hard to beat. So uh, hopefully we can win that turnover battle and, and flip the field a little bit with the kicking game and, and uh, have a chance to win it. First season's always kind of a whirlwind for any coach, but can you tell us about? what it's been like getting adjusted in, in shallow water and, and how much more comfortable you are today than, than day one? Well, you know, you're trying to figure out what kids can do what athletically. You're trying to figure out personalities of, of each individual kids. Uh, when you come into a uh, new coaching staff that, uh, you know, we, we kept about five guys that were here. So I'm trying to figure out their personalities and well and what their strengths are as coaches. So, 
you know, when that when you first come into that new situation, it, there's some uncomfortable times because uh, you're trying to evaluate a whole lot of different things all at the same time. And uh, sometimes you kind of feel like you're drowning, so to speak, in it. But uh, I think today after, you know, I got here around the first of March, uh, we learned a lot about our kids' accountability and who we could count on during the summer through the summer workouts and our seven-on-seven stuff. And then we talked a lot of football amongst our coaching staff, you know, during that five-month time. And uh, I feel like I've got a pretty good feel for for what coach is good at what. And we just we, we're trying to utilize all our talents, whether it's uh, a coach's talents or a kid's talents, and uh, just do the best thing that but do, we'll do what's best for our kids to be successful. And Shallow Water has been so awesome and welcoming myself and the new coaches and our families and uh, the kids are working hard. It's just it's that fun small school atmosphere that that you always uh, like to be part of. And certainly at the beginning of the year with the fresh start, and uh, there's just a, there's a freshness and an excitement right now that that's going to turn into a grind pretty quick. You know, as we prepare for a district race. And, uh, I, to be honest, I couldn't ask for it to be going any better than it is right now. It's great to hear, Coach. We, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, you know, on, on game week. We really appreciate it, and, and best of luck on Friday night. Thank you, much. I appreciate you. We really appreciate you listening in. We've, we've had a good time. We're really looking forward to week one. You'll be seeing a lot more of us later this week on videos. You'll be seeing us on Friday night. And stay tuned for our podcast, post-game podcast, on Saturday. Thank you very much for listening to the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Please be sure to check out the other great Lubbock Avalanche Journal podcast available on iTunes or directly on your iOS device. We'll catch you next time.